Welcome to DevOps Sauna. My name is Lauri and I am the Chief Marketing Officer at Efficode. Every month we have a lot of readers in our blog, but we also see that a lot of you in the DevOps space listen to podcasts. Therefore, we decided to merge the power of a blog with the accessibility of podcasts and turn a few blog posts into podcast episodes. I myself often listen to podcasts while doing something else. So if you want to follow suit, you can also walk your dog, go on a long run, do the dishes, or just take a nap in the garden wearing your headphones. Our blogs are read by our most recent addition to the marketing team, Dominic Wood Hill, out of Efficode's Copenhagen office. This is an audio version of Kali Makula's blog article, Infinite DevOps. In The Infinite Game, Simon Sinek explains how companies and businesses with infinite mindsets achieve much more than companies with fixed or finite goals. The same is true for software development, where our infinite mindset is DevOps. With the digitization megatrend now affecting every industry, DevOps plays a crucial role in the implementation of software and services. Software is now an inseparable part of business, so agile development processes and technologies make a big difference when you're facing unforeseen and sudden changes in your day-to-day business operations. From my perspective, there are huge differences between DevOps versus normal, project-oriented, agile software development. In terms of Cynic's infinite mindset, DevOps is the only way to develop software. In the next few minutes, I'll explain why. What is a software project? A software project has a start, but they very seldom have an end, even if there's an agreement to limit the scope. Your software and end-user needs don't disappear when your project finishes. To succeed even partly, One of the waterfall endpoints has to give, delivery date, scope, or budget. In my experience, this is not a good way to develop software because you cannot constrain and scope something that has not yet been realized. Winston Royce states in his infamous waterfall paper that pure waterfall is an anti-pattern. And look where we are 50 years later. We're still working in the same way, even though we can see the correct iterative, infinite and never-ending approach. This waterfall development anti-pattern is the most finite way to do software. But what if we add the term agile in front? What does agile software project mean? Is this enough? Does it fix the contractual constraints that waterfall brings? Usually it does. But it is still a project. It has a start and an end, so everything from the delivery point of view is okay. Or is it? What comes after the deployment when every feature has been delivered? What if some new ideas are thought of and a new development iteration needs to start? Do you start a new project from scratch with another finite target? Maybe the people and resources behind the solution have left the project. Usually, businesses will continue to demand things like new features, bug fixes, and so on. How do we handle future development with these real-world uncertainties? 
Do we rely solely on the competence transfer document? Is that enough, or should we just trust self-explanatory code? Where is our safety net? Where do DevOps automation practices concerning the likes of test and infrastructure need to come into play? If people unfamiliar with the system start developing, how do you make sure that everything will be okay? These situations are very common in finite, project-driven software development. Fundamentally, no system will ever be as it was intended at the start. Because of this, everyone will always face future changes to their software systems. Innovation, competition, internal stakeholders, technical debts, and more importantly, customer feedback, all create changing needs for the system. The question is, how to manage and deliver these new requirements. The only way to be ready for this constant change is to think about development and operations with an infinite mindset and realize that DevOps practices can help you to prepare. Two systems to rule them all. Let's look at this scenario through W. Edwards Deming's system thinking goggles. Let's think about the software development process as two different subsystems. First, we have subsystem one. It contains the organization, i.e. the people, which is used to build the end customer value with selected processes. Here we also have the tools that are used in your processes to actually build the software. Those tools and infrastructure, like development tools and continuous delivery tools, need to be as self-service driven as possible in order to get the most agility out of your team. Then we have subsystem two, which is the actual software we're developing. A critical part of this subsystem is that the platform we are using to make our software should also be as agile as possible. From a technical point of view, the platform needs to support rapidly changing needs and it also needs to have good monitoring and agile deployment capabilities in order to drive the operations as efficiently as possible. Usually, the more abstraction on the as-a-service use cases you have, the better, but there is always a constant juggling between platform capabilities and customizable flexibility. Combined, these two subsystems are the whole system you use to create your software development value streams. In other words, the two subsystems represent your software development and deployment pipeline. They define your release processes, your quality assurance capabilities, and, in the end, your time to market. As a result, your DevOps capabilities define your capabilities for the whole system. When you're signing a contract with a vendor, or fighting over the internal development budget, do you take these DevOps capability characteristics into account? Studies show that how software is actually delivered is a significant cost generator. When you take DevOps practices into use, the direct and indirect benefits are massive. Direct savings are usually pure OPEX, saved on human and technical resources, by removing repetitive work. Indirect benefits include better visibility, collaboration and traceability, which leads to better work motivation and productivity. The properties of the whole system defines your capabilities to deliver software, regardless of your software lifecycle situation. It shouldn't matter whether you're developing completely new software or software already at the end of its life. 
When you have DevOps practices implemented, like acceptance test-driven development, the actual importance of the code itself becomes less relevant because you can always modernize your underlying technology safely. Basically, what DevOps brings to the table is the capability to continuously adapt to your end-user needs with the certainty that changes will not bring your software operations to a halt. This relates very much to the zero-day delivery concept that our CTO Marco wrote about in his Zero-Day Delivery article. Infinite mindset in software development equals DevOps capabilities. Think about how a newspaper company releases a newspaper every day. In such a company, every process and practice is designed so that every morning subscriber has something new to read with their morning coffee. Having mature DevOps capabilities in your two subsystems means that you can quickly adapt your initiatives and features as soon as you notice a change in your end-user value needs and inputs. Technical representation of these capabilities is your continuous delivery pipeline. It's about building the release machinery from the ground up on top of these continuous delivery pipelines. This capability should be your organization's infinite goal. Having an infinite mindset on how to bring new value to end users makes software changes and operations much easier. Embracing DevOps practices and believing that these practices are the best way to develop software will give you true business agility, regardless of the industry you work in. As Simon says in his book, you need to invest in your company's people as much as you take care of your customers and shareholders. You need to think about your software in the same way, and investing in it should be about more than just building features. You need to think about your software with an infinite mindset. It's not about developing features quickly with the lowest effort and cost. It is about maintaining an entire development and operation ecosystem that thinks of software vendors as partners that can help you to build these capabilities. I work at Effacode because infinite-minded software development is what we are all about. Thanks for listening. You can find Kali's blog and a range of other cool stuff at effacode.com. Why not download our latest DevOps guide for free? All links are found in the show notes below. Well, there you have it, folks. Now, if you'd like to help us a bit, let us know what topics do you want to hear about next. Our repertoire ranges from DevOps to usability, accessibility, service design, and cloud native, amongst many others. You can reach us at Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook. Until then, keep zero-day delivery.